Hello, I'm Bern Leckie, and this is the second of a short series of podcasts from Seven Vineyard looking at Psalm 139. It began with a look at how God has searched and known David the psalmist. And while I thought that sounded like it could be potentially very awkward, David called it wonderful. So let's see how he develops that thought in verses 7 to 12. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. (laughs) I find this very interesting. David loves that God knows him even better than he knows himself. So, isn't it time to just settle in and enjoy God's presence? What is this about fleeing from it? Does David want to get away from God? At least sometimes. Do we? (laughs) I remember when I was little, I went with my family to church every week and I was at a church primary school every day. It was a sort of church that had this impressive, imposing building. It had so many reminders for the eyes and ears about God's presence. There was this huge crucifix with Jesus on the cross And the story of Jesus' suffering was in artworks that were stationed around the walls. We remembered Jesus' body every week with communion ceremonies and these distinctive smells and bells that would command your attention and say, this is holy, this is special. And I can still remember the, the feel and the taste of the communion wafers, these processed little round discs which started off like cardboard in your mouth, but they released this unique sort of very slightly wheaty flavour if you let them melt across your tongue. Every sense was engaged so that even a child like me should start to understand that we weren't just in God's presence, that God's presence was in us. And who would want to flee from that? Well, I remember these crowds of people making a bolt for the car park straight after they'd had communion. And loads of them seemed to have arrived just as it was starting as well. They missed all the singing and the sermon. Maybe I thought, maybe they've got life very sorted already. Or maybe they were tired. Maybe all this stuff was a bit much. As I got older, it seemed to me as well, more and more of a chore to get myself into God's presence at church. And it was more of a joy to miss it and do anything else. As a teenager, I think it's fair to say that making regular appointments with a God who would keep searching and knowing me felt like something I'd just rather not, if you don't mind. It's not that I stopped believing in God. It was more that I didn't mind him being distant and minding his own business. 15-year-old me was quite happy to grow out of being churchy. But weirdly, I kept running into people who made me wonder if 
God was a thing that I could outgrow. I remember this conversation with a street evangelist from Birmingham City Mission, and it pivoted from me trying to wish him a good day to him somehow seeing that God wanted to do more with me. As he told me the very basics about how God's love was something I couldn't earn, it sort of overwhelmed me. And I remember stomping off in a huff of pride and later tears. God's love and grace, they're really overwhelming. It's easy to forget that. Back then, I I think I misunderstood them completely. Despite all these years of religious habits and well-meaning teachers, I don't think it could have been all their fault. But I had definitely made the mistake of thinking that somehow... We had to keep doing things to keep earning God's blessings and forgiveness and love. (laughs) That is a hell of a chore. God's presence everywhere, with a potentially embarrassing knowledge of all your secrets, would be a massive inconvenience to any teenager, to me as an adult as well, if it was all about judgment and earning forgiveness. I know David would have felt the shame of some of what he'd done, and he was used to fleeing, sometimes just to save his own life. So this language he uses in this part of the psalm suggests to me that he's thought what I thought, much more dramatically and poetically and better. Couldn't he just get away from God and hide? But look, David is actually celebrating God's presence because I think it shows the size of God's love and grace. Wherever we go, whatever we've done, whatever we regret, whatever we feel guilty or ashamed about, whatever we think we need to hide away, if it's our stuff or ourselves, God is with us and sees us, the whole of us, and loves us. He is all grace. Hmm. He wants to guide us. Yes, he wants to hold us. That's there. He wants to use us. He had things to do with David. And that evangelist was right. God had lots to do with me. I'll tell you more about how that started next time. But right now, I'm just enjoying remembering how far God seemed to go for me when I wanted to move away. Could it be that you find him somewhere, maybe somewhere unexpected this week, in some corner of life that seems maybe a long way from your faith life, maybe a bit darker? Would you find it reassuring to think that what David is saying here is true? and We can say that to God too. Wherever we go this week, God, you are there. You are there. And the darkness and night will shine like the day because of who you are. Thank you, God.